Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks Podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas. And I'm still Adam Riley. <laughs> Welcome to ep- to show 150. You know what that means? Halfway to 300. So, and 50, 50 away from 200. I guess we should probably go with that, you know? Yeah, math, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in, in celebration, um, I wore pants. Aww. You know? Pants too. He didn't wear shorts. He wore pants. Exactly. For you ladies out there, I'm, I'm, I apologize. <laughs> um, and some of the men, hey, you know, <laughs> I don't judge. Hey, you know whatever, whatever, whatever works. You know, whatever gets the engine started. You know. <laughs> hey, we don't discriminate. We're confident in our sexuality to know that we turn right. both both genders on. So. Right. <laughs> uh, so. I want to ask you this real quick. Am I the only one that does not give a shit about the World Cup? No. <laughs> in in uh in in America, no. But you know, <laughs> we, we just talked about this too. This is the first year. Or the first time. I how how many what was it like every 8 years is a World Cup or something? I don't know. It's just or every 4 years or so. I don't know. I don't know. I treat it like hockey. <laughs> I see I don't mind the sport of soccer. I've been to soccer matches. Um I used to love my high school soccer team. I know no one's give a fuck about that, but I'm just saying. Um I don't mind soccer. And and I am from a pot if there's going to be an area of America that it kind of gives a shit. New England has a lot of soccer fans and stuff right. like that. So, you know, it's fine. But I noticed today, and today being the 17th, um, Brazil and, and Mexico, a rather large match, um, played. Uh, a, a big match, at least on this side of the world. Yeah. Uh, not in America, but <laughs> <laughs> all the countries south of us. Um, it's very, it's a very big deal. It's a very big rivalry going on. Um, and it ended in a tie. Now, two things, two things I realized when this happened. One, 
you could have a tie in soccer. Did not realize that. And <laughs> I, I kept seeing the score. It would say final, 0-0. Zero, zero, and I'm like, huh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Now, my... My, um... Ugh, my reaction to that really brought to the point of why Americans don't take to soccer mm. uh, or football, you know, whatever you want to call it. Right. You know? um, right. As uh, as other every other country does. <laughs> <laughs> um, football, American football. If there is a tie at the end of the fourth quarter, what happens, Steve? We go into overtime. Okay. And then someone is determined the winner from that. Mm -hmm. um, in hockey. Which, eh, not too. It's still an American sport, but you know, love the Canadian. Yeah. Uh, if. But uh, actually, actually, this last Stanley Cup, what happened in overtime? Somebody won. Right. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, baseball. What happens at the end of the ninth inning if there's a tie? Tenth inning. Okay. It's so a, there's a numerical progression. Exactly. So <laughs> I've been to a game where it was 17 innings. Oh, Jesus. Um, I think they usually cut it off at like 16. Somebody says, fuck it, you won. I don't want, I don't want to play anymore. There's nobody uh, left in the stands. Even the umpires are asleep. You oh, know? yeah. It, when it goes on for like 12, 13, and people fuck off. They're like, I don't want to watch this anymore. It's 2 um, in the morning. Fuck this shit. Yeah. I've been here since 3. <laughs> so, so now, be it American impatience or whatever, but... There is always a clear winner and loser in an American sporting event. Mm -hmm. Okay. In soccer, they played a game today. One of the biggest games of the first round. We're still in the first round as far as I read it. Um, and no one won. No one lost either. So you know what that means? they got to play another game. Now, what I realized is that makes the game today that was such a big deal that everybody maybe called out at work to watch and, mm. and, and just all that completely fucking useless. <laughs> the game makes... Honestly, if this game was never played, the universe would be exactly the same way. Like, nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing changed, yeah. There is a universe <laughs> in the multiverse where this game didn't play today. <laughs> and absolutely everything is exactly the fucking same. Because it, it's... And I'm not knocking soccer. I respect soccer. No, I'm when, knocking when, it. <laughs> when people, people ask me, you know, because I don't watch any sports. They asked me if you had to pick one sport to get into. Well, well, no, I, no, no. You you watch the cocksucking challenge. <laughs> well, I want to see if you're going to win or not. Yeah, I mean, um, you know. <laughs> and I appreciate the support. Right. Really, Steve is just uh, he's just a stand-in to see what girl's going to win. You understand what I'm talking about? Um, no, if I had to pick, and people say, oh, but you know, my friends, not any of you guys, listen to me. People will say, oh no, Adam, you you know, you're into baseball. No, I'm not into baseball. I'm from Boston. That's different. I don't care about baseball. I just like when the Red Sox win because I was raised that way. You used to watch that's, baseball. I used to, but eh. that's the thing with me. With sports, I'll watch it for one year, and then I don't give a fuck. It's like I have to realize again I don't care. <laughs> and, and you know what turns me away from sports nine out of ten times? The majority of sports fans. Yeah. Like, I'll start watching baseball, and I, you know, I like to root for, for the home team. You know, no yeah. pun intended from the song, but <laughs> I feel that if you live in somewhere, yeah, you can have your favorite team somewhere else. We should always root for the home team if they're not playing your favorite. I just think it's good sportsmanship. You know, I don't know. That's how I was right. Unless they're the Yankees, then you don't root for them. <laughs> exactly. That's anybody, anybody for the anybody but the Yankees. Yeah, that's another part of my brain. So, 
I like to root for the Diamondbacks, live here in Phoenix, you know. And um, one year I was like, all right, I'm going to go full in. I went to a couple games. I love going to sports games, just have the camaraderie and stuff. Um, not football. Football's boring. Football's annoying because it's go stop, go stop, go stop, go stop, go stop. Foul or flag or whatever the fuck they call it. Well, Basketball is the same way because yeah, but but, but see the thing the benefit with football and I, and I'm more of a football fan than I am. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll watch some baseball, but I usually start watching around the fifth inning because that's when it starts getting that's, that's when shit starts happening. Yeah, that's when shit starts getting real. Um, it's a warm up before that. <laughs> I know. And usually I don't care about baseball until after the All Star break. Cause, well, yeah, because the, the first half of the damn season, nothing, nothing fucking matters. Right. You know, so it's after the All Star break, then suddenly shit starts getting real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like for me, um, I like football because, you know, the, even though there are a lot of breaks, it allows you a lot more time to get up, grab a beer, get some more food. You know, it, it, it has those built-in breaks. The one right. that I can't stand is the NBA. Like for me, like for me, in a sport of fouls, in between <laughs> fouls, they might play some like, basketball. Somebody might throw for a go for a three, a three pointer. But like this one, I I went to Henry's the other night and they had the the last game of the finals with uh, San Antonio versus uh, Miami, and all I knew is I did not want LeBron to win. That's all I want. It's like that was the only thing I was like, okay, I don't care about San Antonio, but I don't want. LeBron to win. And that's something, you know what, that, that's interesting you brought that up. On Facebook, there's two, two people um, from high school. And they were having a night. The argument started as the typical, a million times before, who's better, LeBron or Michael Jordan? And I'm so sick of this because they don't they don't play in the same era. Right. So you can't, and first plus, of all, and plus, if you're first, just doing it by math, Michael Jordan is the clear winner. I mean, even if you just do it just by looking at both of them, Michael Jordan. <laughs> so. Yeah. But that's not the point, though. The point is that they started debating, and two days later, they're still talking about it, and they're literally threatening each other with violence. And this is why yeah. I stopped watching sports, because I don't – why do you care so much about something you're not doing? Right. Absolutely no control over. Yeah. Like It's, it's, it's testosterone-filling. It, it allows you to just, you know, be – a douchebag for a day and like see, that's the, that's the thing is like i'll watch i'll watch sports like if i go to your house and i think i went over your house we watched a football game oh yeah, I got, yeah, yeah you know i got into it and i was like yeah you know i was just rooting for whatever team you're rooting for because i don't <laughs> i don't but you know you do get into it and a little yeah. testosterone and stuff but even at the height of that if someone walked in what's your team again it's the, the 49ers 49ers if someone would walk in and say oh the 49ers suck I wouldn't turn around and go, fuck you, I'm going to stab you in the fucking throat. That's a quote. Yeah, you know what? You know, it's, it's I, I, like, I mean, I, would, I wouldn't threaten them with violence. They just immediately fall to the floor. <laughs> and Steve, Steve's talking shit because yeah. he's not the type of sportsman I'm talking about. No, like, I, I, Steve will I'll, have, I'll have a debate I'll get, about it. Yeah, I'll but. get mad or if somebody goes, dude, what the fuck happened to him? It's like, I know, dude, they fell apart in the fourth quarter. I'm, well, that's different. You know, and, and, then, and that's it, but that's the, the extent of what I, I go through i don't sit there and you know like it you know and, and like people like see like the biggest thing is you know the rivalry between the 49ers and the seattle seahawks and like i don't like seattle because i don't like pete carroll because i don't like the shit he did when he left USC. i completely agree with you 
and like people, I have no idea who that person is. <laughs> and people talk shit like, oh, fucking the forty whiners and stuff like that. And it's like going, yeah, well, at least we know we played. God knows what Pete Carroll did, but you know, it's just like, and then they talk so much shit, and it's like, just shut up. You don't yeah, play for the team. You don't play for the exactly. team. So there's no. Eventually, the people. argument becomes. Sports sports arguments I've noticed they boil down to two things. Okay, one it's two idiots, <laughs> or one it's an idiot and someone just mad that they're being an idiot. Right. You know, and those are really the two sports arguments that go on. But sports is one of those things. And I can't speak for other countries, but I've seen you know fights break out in other countries except, too. Except soccer hooligans. Oh jeez. Well, you know, with with. Uh, Brazil. I'll get back to my original point ten minutes ago too in a second because we're, we're we're railing back to soccer now. Um, in Brazil, FIFA. And this is yet another example of FIFA's corruption. Um, <laughs> there is a law, or was in Brazil. Um, there is no alcoholic beverages to oh, be sold yeah. in sporting. In sporting, I was talking to you about this. Um, I think you've seen the you've seen the cut of it too. Uh, it was what's his name Oliver. John sorry. Oliver. Yeah. 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 So he he mentioned it, and I looked it up, and sure enough. FIFA uh, decided they wanted to have the World Cup in Brazil. And apart from completely fucking Brazil over in a <laughs> lot of different ways when it came to the World Cup, um, one of the major sponsors of the World Cup is Budweiser. Yeah. Now, before I even say this, Budweiser, they're just a sponsor. They right. want their beer to be sold. So I'm not blaming Budweiser. They don't give a fuck about what's going on. That's FIFA's department. FIFA made Brazil change their law. Now, the reason they had that law in place is because there were deaths and <laughs> violence because people were getting drunk. Yeah. Let's be honest. Large population of Brazil is uneducated. They're not stupid. But when you're uneducated, you can't really express yourself very well, and alcohol doesn't help. Right. You know, you see it in poor neighborhoods. Look at Raiders fans. <laughs> Point blank. So, or, you know. Or, or even Yankee fans. <laughs> Yankee and Red Sox. Fans. Okay. Oh yeah, mix, yeah. You mix alcohol with normal working folk that might have barely passed high school. They're gonna fight each other. Yeah. So, um, this law was put in place by the Brazilian government to protect its people from itself, basically. Um, and FIFA came in. No, that's not gonna work for me. Not <laughs> yeah. to mention they changed the law, and Brazil doesn't even getting anything for it. That's beside the point. Look it up if yeah. you want to. But um, this isn't a soccer fucking <laughs> fucking uh, podcast. But my main point was, people ask me, if you had to pick a sport and you absolutely had to follow it, what would you pick? I say, I always say soccer because it's the world sport. So you're you're pretty safe if if you follow that one. And I do think soccer is a cool game to watch. I like that. I like rugby. Rugby is just sick. But they only play rugby in a couple countries. Yeah, but that's still it's more entertaining to watch. I used to have the rugby game on my original Xbox and that <laughs> game was fun. It didn't make any sense. I had no idea what was going on. Of course, because it was rugby. fun. Yeah, exactly. I think everybody's drunk and right. Yeah. Um but it's it's just that's why Americans don't like soccer. Because yeah. the ties. Because, ties because, and they're it's not scoring consistently either. Right. And Even when it's not a tie, it's like one or two. What yeah. the fuck? And like, you know, for Americans, we need a winner. There has somebody has to be better than someone else. You cannot go into a, you know, you don't go into an arm wrestling match, and there's a tie, you know. It's it, not. It's it's not even that, dude. You see it in everything in American culture, our movies, everything. There is a bad. There is a. There is a struggle, and then at the end, there's an ending. 
Yeah. That's it. If you have a tie, there's no ending. Nothing happened. You yeah. had a struggle, and then suddenly everyone just stopped. You have a tie, that's Empire Strikes Back. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Look at every Disney movie. Struggle, happy ending. Right. There's no ending. <laughs> the, the, technically, in an American's eyes, I'm speaking for America now. Cue the eagle. That's right. Technically, in America's, in, in most Americans' eyes, I can almost guarantee this, the Brazilian and Mexican game might as well not have even ended. It might as well be going on right now. <laughs> 13 hours later, yeah. we still are 0-0. Zero, zero. There's probably some schmuck somewhere in, like, some shitty part of America going, well, they're just on break, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and I'm here to tell you, I'm sorry they're not. And now he's crying softly because it makes no sense to him. That's all I want to say. It was just—it really was just a bit before the podcast. He's like, "No, we're talking about that." Uh, oh, uh, follow up uh, to to tack on to what Adam said about John Oliver. Uh, this last week, they had a follow up to his uh, net neutrality thing. Mm. And um, he goes that uh, he goes, yeah. He goes, listen. He goes, they had a a, a meeting. He goes, and look what happened. And then this guy sits there. He goes, he's talking to the head of the FCC. And he goes, um, I'm not sure if you are aware of it, but did, have you heard about, uh, have you seen the John Oliver clip about net neutrality? And then it cuts back to John Oliver. And he goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then it cuts back and the guy goes, well, he goes, you know, he goes, it's, um, he goes, yeah, he goes, I've seen it. He goes, and it's, he goes, it was, it's an interesting way to get the information out there and educate people. He goes, and, and yeah, I did see it. He, he goes, oh, and just to, I like to add, I'm not a dingo. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he, the point, the point of all that is, is that, that, that whole camp, John Oliver, John Stewart, um, what's the other guy's name? Oh, he pretends to be Colbert, a Republican. Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Colbert, a, a, a shitty Republican, not a general Republican. Let me, let me clarify that. Um, he, he pretends like he's an, an anchor for Fox News, yeah. basically. Um, they they figured it out. They really figured out the American people in that you have to make it funny, yeah, or we don't care because everything's a joke to America. Yeah, like, but it really isn't. But it's weird. American American humor is very weird. We, when uncomfortable or serious situations, we make fucking fun of them. It's not that we're not paying attention, right? It's just that's what we do. Well, it goes yeah. back. It goes back to um, this line Robert De Niro had in The Untouchables, and I think it came out in 1987. He goes, "Why do we laugh? We laugh because it's funny, but we laugh because it's true." Exactly. And and that's that's how I mean if you go I, I go back to like some of my high school or college experiences in in class, half the time that only the classes that I learned is because I was laughing and enjoying myself, and and that's what he did. Well, that's you know what he does here. And uh, but yeah, he, he goes he uh, but he followed up and he goes, hey, I didn't say he was a dingo. I said he was like a dingo. <laughs> This is very different <laughs> yeah. uh, tone to that. And then he but, showed a side-by-side picture of a dingo and the guy, and he goes, but if you look at the dingo, he goes, if you look at the picture to the left, if you shaved it entirely, it would look like the picture on the right. <laughs> but, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't matter how the information is, is conveyed as long as it's conveyed. Because I'll be, I'll be completely honest, 
I spent a lot of time on the computer. I spent a lot of time on the internet. I cared about net neutrality. Didn't know what the fuck it was. Right. I watched the John Oliver clip. I now know exactly what it is. Yeah, because and it I, also clued me into kind of looking it up and really seeing what was going on. Well, that was the same thing with me. Was I looked at it and I was like, I, I kept reading about. It and I'm like, God, I don't know how to make this interesting. And then I saw yeah. that bit and I was just like, Oh my God, perfect. It was like so wasn't, perfect. Wasn't there a time? that we wanted to talk about it on the podcast and we yeah. just never did it. We just never did because we it was it was so bloated in such jargon that it was like how do we fucking make it easier to understand it? And that was and then he did it that way and it was like, oh my God, the fucking monopoly references and all that shit. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, just fucking John Oliver, God bless him. I know. I'm trying I think it makes it even more funny that he's not American. Oh yeah, and he has oh, to teach us. If you guys haven't yet, and uh, and even for Adam, he has a new one where he does an interview with Stephen Hawking, and oh, and, and uh, he he does this interview, and oh, he, I see it right here, and he totally acts like he totally gets what Stephen Hawking's talking about, and then he goes, "I know your theory of you know infinite universes." He goes, Par- uh, "Parallel universe." He goes, "Is there a potential universe?" Where I would date Charlie, I would be dating Charlize Theron, and Stephen Hawking goes no, <laughs> and then he goes really not in any universe. He goes no, <laughs> so you're saying that there is not any. He goes there's no chance in any universe that I would date her. He goes yes. <laughs> you know what I always like with Stephen Hawking? He's funny, dude. Oh yeah, he has a big sense of humor. He was talking the- about like he was talking about his machine that you know allows him to speak. And he's saying, like, talking about artificial intelligence. And then he says, you're talking about that artificial intelligence is a bad idea. And um, he told the story, you know, about artificial intelligence. And um, he goes that, uh, he says, he goes, how do I know I'm talking to you? And then he goes, you are. And he goes, yeah, but how do I know I'm talking to you or the artificial intelligence? How, how do I know that you haven't, this, your computer hasn't developed artificial intelligence? He goes, he goes, how do I know I'm talking to you? He goes, you are. And he kept going back and forth to you are and then he goes you're an idiot and then he goes well who thinks i'm an idiot he's like you or the artificial intelligence because we both do (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm gonna i'm gonna leave with this note so we can move on for god for god's sakes um see the best this is kind of mean but i greatly respect stephen hawkins but stephen the greatest thing that Stephen Hawkins has given us is when idiots see Stephen Hawkins, don't know who he is, and go, "Why is this retard on TV?" <laughs> it's happened three. Se- I remember each one. It's happened three separate times. One, twice in my school because we had TVs in this. One of the first generations get TVs in school, and uh, once when I was at somebody's house. And each time I oh. went into. Are you a fucking moron? Do you not know who is on television right now? Oh my like, god! Like it is one. It's it's it is one of the greatest things that Stephen Hawkins has given this world. Is that it, it just really points out the dumbest person in the room? Oh yeah, absolutely. If you call Stephen Hawking as a retard, you are a fucking retard. Pot <laughs> <laughs> calling the kettle. <laughs> yeah, you're looking in a mirror. You're not watching him on TV. Oh man. That's funny. Yeah, I've heard it. It's funny, but it's it's not funny. It's sad. It's sad, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, one little thing. This is a homework assignment for all of you guys out there. Jesus Christ. Uh, if you haven't – if you haven't – now, God bless the internet. Now, 
I'm sure there's a lot of you out there that remember the Zach Morris TV show, Saved by the Bell. Well, when they graduated high school, because, you know, it could only go so far. <laughs> um, they were in high school for, what, eight years? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, uh, They decided, oh, instead of ending the show, no, we'll do, uh, we'll do uh, Saved by the Bell, the college years. And um, that lasted, like, barely a season, I think. But they had a new song for it called uh, Here at the Edge of Tomorrow. And uh, there's, and some of you may have realized that there's a Tom Cruise movie out right now called The Edge of Tomorrow. Well, somebody in their infinite wisdom, this is where you go, God bless the internet, took the theme song from The Edge of Tomorrow and placed it underneath the trailer for Tom Cruise's Edge of Tomorrow. And it is perfect. It literally yeah. is. It really is perfect. Like, it just totally goes with the film. Every cut, everything, it just goes right together. Yeah, it's just, it's so much fun. And, and, I'll, and you'll have to, you have to watch it. That's your homework assignment. And if you're listening to the podcast uh, today and doing that, I'm going to have the link at the bottom of the show notes. So uh, make sure, make sure you don't accidentally watch an episode of Saved by the Bell, though, because you'll be bored to tears. Yeah, and you'll cry. I've always hated that show. <laughs> I don't know. That's one of the shows where someone will go, oh, my God, do you remember Saved by the Bell? I love that show. You're a fucking idiot. Like, I, I don't know why, but I have this, like, just like, ugh, how do you like that show? <laughs> and with most with most things, I'm like, oh, yeah, everybody has different tastes. But I'm like, oh, Saved by the Bell? Jesus. Yeah, what are you but doing? I, I used to watch it for Kelly. Now, <laughs> let's, uh, let's be honest here. <laughs> Kelly was fucking hot. Yeah. But we don't have to watch the show to see her. We can just look up pictures. Yeah, God now bless, God bless the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Back, back then, you wanted to see her. You better yeah. watch that show. And I think yeah. half of the people watching that show just had sat through it to see Kelly. Yeah. The other one was okay, but I wouldn't sit through the show to watch it. <laughs> no, no, we would just watch her in uh, Showgirls. Yeah. <laughs> With, I'm what? not a stripper. I'm not a stripper. I'm a dancer. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're a stripper. Yeah. No, shut the fuck me. <laughs> Get out there and do your fucking job. Jesus. <laughs> all right. All right. I think, uh, yeah, I think we've, uh, we've gone on this long enough. I think it's time we uh, jump into some news. And movie news this week. I'm not a stripper. I'm a dancer. <laughs> you know what? The, the, real quick. And, I, and when I say real quick, I mean real quick. The funniest part about that scene is how she delivers the line, not the line oh, yeah. itself. She is so fucking bad acting into it. Just and saying. I've seen Gina Gershon act well, and even she is bad in that one. It's just like, well, when you, know. you get a shitty script, you get a shitty script. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. All right. Um, while everyone is throwing around comic book movies out there, it seems that someone is doing a reshuffle. Sony had, even before the release of The Amazing Spider-Man 2, announced the release date for the third installment for June 10th, 2016. When studios throw out premature release dates, they are never hard dates, especially when you have many eggs in the air. There are some online reports claiming that Sony is backing off its original June 2016 release date and moving The Amazing Spider-Man 3 to somewhere, probably summer of 2017. Why are they doing this? No one is certain, but there is a clever concept that is floating around on the interwebs. Uh, some are speculating that since Drew Goodard was forced to drop out of Marvel's Daredevil, they must have been a shift in Sony's mind about rushing their Sinister Six movie to the 2016 date, thus making the second chapter of that story finishing up in The Amazing Spider-Man 3. That actually makes a great deal of sense, 
given that the Amazing Spider-Man two has not done well domestically, which is key when you have uh, when you have grosses of rival movies like that of Frozen, X Men: Days of Future Past, and Captain America: The Winter Soldier. While the film has done well, mostly due to overseas totals, the film had was still a miss by bad word of mouth and reviews. Rumors are running around that Andrew Garfield will be leaving the role after the third film, and that would not make sense to release a Sinister Six movie after he leaves with a new web slinger comes when a new web slinger comes on board. If they are setting up a huge SmackDown, you don't conclude it when you're breaking in a new actor. Rumors are claim uh, rumors were claiming that Sony was trying to resign Garfield for, for more movies, but maybe that fell through and caused them to rush this along. The major downside is is when you rush together a movie like this, it will not do well. Dun dun dun! I don't know how they can rush when they're pushing out two fucking years from now. Yeah, I know. Will anyone even remember the second one by then? <laughs> how, mean, how long was there a gap between the first one and the second one? Like two like years. Like, was yeah. it two years? Yeah, yeah, I think it was about two years. Oh, gee, I'm getting old, man. Don't everything's blending together. <laughs> but but <laughs> but the thing is, is that they're gonna do a Sinister Six movie, and they kind of set up the end of Spider-Man Two to lead to a Sinister Six, but the Sinister Six was actually originally slated to come out after the third one, so it was like, yeah, but who are they fighting if they're not fighting Spider-Man? Wait a minute, though. This is my situation with that. Sinister Six... It's like the Justice League of Mar of Spider-Man's villains. Pretty much. So Sin Sinister Six is... Um, Marvel's making that movie, right? Well, Sony is because they have all the Spider-Man rights. Okay, even worse then. So Sony's making Sinister Six... But isn't Kingpin in a Marvel movie? Yeah, but he's not. They're they're not using. He's not part of the Sinister Six. I don't think. I think they're using. Oh no, come on! They're using Craven. I uh, thought. Oh yeah, Craven. But I thought. I thought. Green I Goblin, Doctor Octopus, Rhino. Um, oh, we're, we're gonna figure this out. Uh, I, Sinister I, Six. Um, I think they said. I don't know who else they're using, but no, they're not using Kingpin as part of it. Um, oh, I think they mentioned something about the Vulture, because I remember we saw... Oh, Wings. okay, yeah, because there's the, a lot of renditions of the Sinister Six. So, yeah. Wikipedia says... <laughs> um, the source of all human knowledge. <laughs> yeah. After suffering three defeats in a row from Spider-Man, Dr. Octopus contacts every known supervillain that, super, yeah, super that had crossed paths with Spider-Man. Only Vulture, Electro, Craven oh, the Hunter... Mysterio and Sandman responded. So it looks like those six yeah. are probably what they're going to go with. I know Kingpin was he's, around here somewhere. He's, he's in there, but he's never really been like... I think know. he just worked with them. In my knowledge of it is the cartoon. I, I didn't read Marvel back then, so I don't really know. Well, usually that. usually Kingpin hired one of the other guys to get rid of Spider-Man. Yeah, Kingpin was the boss. He didn't yeah, fucking he, roll with he, it. Yeah, he, didn't right. get his, he didn't get his hands dirty. Yeah, fuck all that. When he did, though, he was a big dude. Oh, yeah. He used to toss Spider-Man around like a little but bitch. But he, he used to fuck up Daredevil, though. Oh, hell yeah, he did. Well, yeah. Daredevil's blind. He's <laughs> supposed to fucking fight in the disabled. That's not right. That's why he's evil. Jesus. Uh. <laughs> Moving on. Get that cum out of your mouth. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog is an iconic character. And we're not talking. We're not talking about Ron Jeremy. No. <laughs> yeah, he does look like an old Sonic. Right? <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog is an iconic character of the '90s, not only in video games but in television. For the kids that didn't get the Super Nintendo on Christmas that one year, 
and we were pleasantly surprised. <laughs> you were the kid that had the Sonic game, and you were cooler for it. I had the Sega Genesis, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, I remember that Christmas, like I was like, oh, fuck, you know. I wasn't a dickhead kid because I, I wasn't a kid in um, the 21st century like everybody else. <laughs> right. um, but I, uh, I want. I asked for a Super Nintendo. And this is before video games were, you know, everybody knew about them. Parents at that time did not know what a fucking, they didn't get it. Right. And my mom got me a Sega Genesis. And and in my head, I'm like, shit, man, I really wanted to play Zelda Super Mario. And I'm like, well, thanks, mommy. I really appreciate it. Nice kid, you know. But in, in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, fuck. I fuck you. I hate you. I wish and, you were dead. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. But it, it was it was the it wasn't the core pack. It came with the game. It came with two controllers and Sonic Two. So I was like, "What the mm. fuck is Sonic?" And it was before the internet. So I plugged it in, played it for I think six hours straight. Great game, <laughs> great fuck. The music alone. Oh yeah. Um, it seems Sonic is finally getting a movie, and more interesting than that is the type of movie it will be. The film will be a live action CG animated hybrid film. Uh, which is produced by Neil Moritz of Fast and the Furious fame. Sony Pictures Entertainment and Marza Animation Planet will be working together on this one to bring the blue speedster to live on the big screen. While the details of the storyline are still unknown, the overall theme of the movie is what should have been expected from a Sonic movie. Um, An official press release states, quote, Sonic's irreverent tone and spirit reuniting him with some of the most revered and infamous characters of the franchise, including the evil Dr. Eggman. It's every episode of the cartoon, basically. <laughs> right. um, pretty much the sum of every Sonic game, comic book, and cartoon ever made. See? That's what I wrote. Um, moving on with the quote. Sony Pictures has had great success with hybrid animation and live-action features, says Mars Animation Planet CEO Mas- Masanaho? Masano? <laughs> Masano Madai, Madai. What the fuck? Where is this place at? <laughs> we'll call him Eminem. Just Eminem, baby. Um, and we're confident that this collaboration will bring a fresh take to Sonic while still capturing everything that the fans love about him. Ugh. As a fan of Sonic the Hedgehog, and not only games, but comic books and cartoons as well, this is very interesting. Well, it's awesome to hear the movie's existence. The fact that it's a live-action film and CG characters... Uh, included is worrisome. This can either be a really fun movie or a film that looks ridiculous. And let's be honest, that doesn't always work. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, most fantasy action films these days implement the same kind of technology like Transformers and the upcoming TMNT film, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see how this all pans out. I think I end like at least 20% of my articles with, we'll all just have to wait and see how this pans out. Mm, I'd say about 80 to mm. 80%. I'm going to start switching on, just not say all pans out anymore. See how this goes, or see how the cookie crumbles. Exactly. You know. see, if, see if this makes me calm. You know, things like that. Yeah. Well, either way. <laughs> <laughs> if I come or not. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog is a cool character. He's, he's In the cartoon, he was a fucking, he was a wise ass. Yeah. He always talked that shit and then run away. Eggman used to be pissed. He's motherfucker, goddamn. <laughs> Basically, um, I'm gonna curve check you. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think they can really make a fun movie for kids, and throw some stuff in there for for adults, like some fan service, yeah. and do a good job. I mean, it's not gonna be a fucking award-winning film, but it would be a nice, fun, you know, movie. But or, it'll it'll also give them a reason to re-release 
a lot of the old Sonic shit. It'll also give them a reason to make some quality Sonic games. Mm. Because the Sonic games lately, they haven't been pushing. Yeah. I mean, he used to be the icon of a fucking console. Like, show some respect. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sega. Come on. Oh, man. Just saying. Just, yeah. Love that cartoon. Alright, moving into gaming news. Wait a minute. What? Who did the voice for Sonic in the cartoon? I have no fucking clue. Steve fucking Urkel, dude. Wow. Same guy who played Steve Urkel. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. A little trivia for you guys. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, when the press war began in 2013 over what features were coming out with the with for Microsoft's Xbox One and Sony's PlayStation 4, many people began to weigh their options on which console to get. Many people were claiming that they were virtually the same, but when you break it down, they couldn't have been vastly more different. When I mean vastly different, I'm referring to their ecosystem, and it seems that Adam and I weren't the only ones that thought that way. In a recent interview with PlayStation, Worldwide Senior VP of Product Development Scott Rode ha- stated that 31% of the PlayStation 4 owners didn't own a PlayStation 3, but uh, or didn't didn't own a PS3, but did own an Xbox 360 or Wii. Some people might find the number a little hard to believe. But I think it falls in line with the recent change of strategy by Microsoft to remove the Kinect and drop the price and paywall for some of their Xbox Live functions. Uh, quote, everyone in the industry always tracks this kind of stuff, he told CVG. It always it's always fascinating to look at all this data. So two, two of the things I can talk about because they're true, 17% of PlayStation 4 did not own a last-gen console. It's, um, that in itself is a pretty shocking number. 31% of the PlayStation 4 owners did not own a PlayStation 3, but they did own either an Xbox 360 or Wii, Road continue. Now, those are pretty amazing numbers, and that's why, again, I think we're doing things that like bringing The Last of Us to the PlayStation 4, because here's a huge percentage of people who never got to play it, uh, to play it and that's a shame. Many may remember the Microsoft that Microsoft was screwing up their release news by saying what they wanted, not what gamers wanted. They directed the console as an entertainment center for families versus Sony that had geared their marketing toward for gamers. Not to mention that everyone have, had to have a Kinect, a higher price, Xbox Live paywall, and a weak litany of games. Uh, I think more people will consider an Xbox One after the change, but when you look at Sony's exclusivity in games, not like Microsoft's DLC exclusives, it makes us choice. It makes the choice still easier to go with Sony. Sony will be releasing the PlayStation Now service, which will make uh, Microsoft harder to keep up, since Microsoft still will not reveal the actual number of Xbox Ones that were sold. I think the choice is pretty clear. Crystal. Hmm. That's right. That's as right. A, as a choke. Is <laughs> <clears throat> that know. information was just overwhelming for you? I'm going to give you. A clear and concise answer as to why um, many PS4 owners didn't own a PS didn't own a PS3. It's because the Xbox One sucks massive cock, <laughs> massive cock. And my next story runs right into that. Yeah. One of the many reasons why. And you know, many will say, "Well, Adam, this is your opinion." No, it's a fucking fact. The Xbox One sucks. Look it up. 
Just saying. Not in a good way. <laughs> just, just saying. <laughs> Diablo three um, has been very successful for Blizzard on the console, and having the game come to the current generation, not next gen anymore. Various news sources. It's not next gen when it's been out this long. I know people still like. I don't know what to call them. You call them current gen. <laughs> it's like the it's like the new the new fifty two. How oh, many three fucking years? Come on. Yeah, I know. It's about time we just say the fifty two. And that's 52. D that's DC's fault. Right. Because Sony and Microsoft aren't calling themselves the next gen anymore. They're they're just the systems that are out. Yeah. Anyway. Current generation of consoles just makes sense. I mean, yeah. Bringing them makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, Blizzard announced Diablo three Ultimate Evil Edition will run at full. 1080p on uh, the PS4 last November. Um, the same game will run at a lower 900p on the Xbox One. And what is with these in-between resolutions nowadays? Yeah, I mean, I thought there was like 720, 1080. Either make it 720 or 1080. Stop fucking around. Because you know what 900p sounds to me? It sounds like it sounds like it's not 1080. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't sound like it's better than 720. All right. Um, Diablo 3 is yet another game announced to run at a lower resolution on the Xbox One compared to its PS4 counterpart. Uh, senior producer of Diablo 3 Ultimate Evil Edition, Julia Humphreys, love her for having an easy name to read. Also adds, both games are locked at 60 frames per second. Um, when asked the reason for the difference in quality in the two consoles, Humphreys said. Quote, we're prior prioritizing frame rate, which they should, especially for a fast-paced game like that. Right. Um, essentially, the Xbox One isn't capable of running Diablo 3 at full... This isn't quote, this is me talking, by the way. Let's get that clear. Essentially, the Xbox so, One... So expect this is like, this is basically the word from God, okay? So well, No, this is... Well, of course, but this is, um, <laughs> this is me basically um, summing it up. Getting through all the corporate bullshit, and this is why it doesn't run at 900p. This is why it runs at 900p. Essentially, the Xbox One is incapable of running Diablo 3 at full 1080p at a stable 60 frames per second, even though the PS4 can. <sighs> Microsoft's <laughs> Phil Spencer was asked about the difference um, and only said he hadn't spoke with Blizzard on the topic. Douchebag. Um, and this next paragraph, this next paragraph really explains why it pisses me off a little bit. So. Um, stat for stat, the Xbox One and the PS4 are very similar when it comes to hardware, which makes it seem like a software issue. Uh, recently, it's recently it's been said the Kinect takes up to 10% of the console's processing power or GPU power um, constantly, which could contribute to the problem. Uh, while this is only speculation, it's safe to say the second best visual experience with Diablo 3, first being PC, of course. Let's not kid ourselves, console <laughs> gamers. Uh, the PS4 is the way to go. So, yet again, and and if you look, if you know, if you know anything about computer parts and, you, and these new, these new, see, I almost fucking did it. These current generation consoles <laughs> are, are essentially computers, you know, because last generation. Um, the PS3 was a weird, like, cell process, like, weird shit, right, yeah. you know, now it's just AMD chips, you know, with, I think, they both have AMD GPU power, too. Oh, I'm forgetting, though. I don't know if one of them's running NVIDIA or something like that. But, staff is that, other than the memory being slightly different, which really doesn't take, really doesn't make it a, that much of a difference. One's running DDR5 and one's running DDR3, but for what they're doing, it doesn't matter. Um, 
and I'm sure people are gonna yell at me for that, but fuck you. Uh, <laughs> they're essentially the same fucking machine, like really. So it just shows that Microsoft is prioritizing shit other than gaming so much that it's harming gaming. Yeah. And when your game console harms gaming, you're fucking doing it wrong. Right. But, you know, listen to the uh, Geek and Life podcast. We're going to get into that a little bit deeper uh, later in the week. So. Wow. That's so lame. It's, like, it's, just, it's so stupid. It's like, okay, Sony can do it. Why can't you? And it's like, what, you saying the Japanese can do it better? That's right. Anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> yeah, Japan's making us look stupid. I know, right? Oh, man. And it goes back to my previous story of why you need to just get play, just buy the PlayStation 4. Yeah, stop uh, fucking around. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Alright, uh, and if you buy an Xbox One, you probably bought a Betamax back in the day. Or a... Um, <laughs> or better yet, you probably bought um, uh, Zune. Well, see, the thing the thing that people don't realize is like, oh, th- so, and th- this ties right into your previous story. Oh, I have an Xbox 360, so I'm obviously going to buy an Xbox One. Said no gamer ever. <laughs> right? Like, right. There, are, there are a mass majority of people that will do that just because of loyalty to a brand. But they don't do it for a logical reason because they're, they're fucking lazy and they don't want to change they just follow it whatever well, I think one of the problems is is that now because there is no crossover between like if you do a PlayStation if you do an Xbox 360 your stuff does not automatically sync up to your Xbox One it's like starting over again yeah. so if in and I think in this particular realm it's like well if I have to start over again then maybe I'll just go with the PlayStation exactly so they're they're making it easier for people to switch and, and a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, people get the console that their friends have. No, they don't. It's too expensive for that to be the defining factor. Oh, yeah. Like, if Steve and I played video games together and he wanted to get an Xbox One, I'm like, oh, I guess we're not playing together. Hmm. It's $500, like, well, 400 for me in that situation. Right. Um, but it's it's too much money. To, unless you're a kid and you're just asking your parents for yeah. one. Um, but it's a lot of people switch on PS4. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's just the – it's – just, just logically the way to go. It's yeah. not even fanboyism. I'm not a yeah. fanboy of Sony. I've never have been. No, but it's they're, true. They're you fucking, have... they're crushing it. You were, you were your Xbox guy. I was. Yeah. 360. And towards the end of that lifespan, I was like, I don't know about this. And I bought a PS3, and I was like, I was sold. I was like, they're making a quality product. Yeah. I just never liked their controllers because they were too fucking small for my hands. But they have fixed that issue. <laughs> for so your now... ape-like hands. Exactly. Fucking thumbs hitting each other on the damn. <laughs> Uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, the the PS4 controller is something else, man. Yeah, such an improvement. <laughs> Love it. I mean, the Xbox One controller is fine too, but you know, it yeah. doesn't work with my PS4, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a PS4. <laughs> All right, moving into gaming news. I mean, comic news. Oh, oh. Sometimes websites get bad information. That happens to everyone. Sometimes logic outweighs what the inner geek wants to hear. For the past month or so, Bleeding Cool has been on a crusade to convince people that Marvel CEO Isaac Perlmutter was so upset about 20th Century Fox's handling of the Fantastic Four property that it was going to put the comic on hiatus, a theory none of us here at the Lazy Geeks could make sense out of. Over the weekend, at Marvel's Next Big Thing panel at the NYC Special Edition show, Marvel's VPP Tom Brevort was asked about the plans for the Fantastic Four in 2015. 
His response was plain, but at the same time, left it open for interpretation as they do. Quote, I'm going to publish it, and we will have four characters in it, Bruvert said. I'll presume James Robinson will write all uh, that all the way into the future, or at least until times runs out, and then anything can happen. Squirrel Girl, Hercules, Creep, and Ghost Rider are the new Fantastic Four, Peter David added. <laughs> Squirrel Girl. Uh, the use of the phrase, until times runs out, is an event Marvel is planning in May 2015. Marvel hasn't had a full Fantastic Four event in a while, so this should be interesting. The using of the phrase is key. It is a gimmick that publishers use to spark curiosity about the event giving that anything can happen vibe. Why should uh, Promurder be so upset about a, about the way Fox is handling the Fantastic Four cast? It's not like he created the comic, but he feels it should have a certain core cast. To me, he should cherish the regular way the core members are in the comics, I mean. Um, if the movie turns out to be a complete disaster, which it probably will, given that it's 20th Century Fox and they didn't do a whole great job the last time, then Marvel can say, come to the comics and see how it really is. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, even, you know, and it's like he hasn't, there hasn't even been that much confirmation as to what's going to happen, so it doesn't make any sense for Marvel Comics to, oh, we're going to put it on hold because we don't like what they're doing with So what? Your comic isn't going to go with their movie. It's like what I don't understand why that whole why they were so convinced that this was going to happen. I know it's it's like they don't think people can tell when something's different. Yeah, maybe he said it as an offhanded joke, you know, and then they of course take it too far. But I don't know. By the way, and this this is on a separate subject, but I just really I just noticed. <laughs> Steve's uh, picture that he posted to say that the podcast is being recorded, hamming it up on the bottom of this fucking picture <laughs> with this big shit-eating grin. I love it. I love every fucking inch of it. Just such a happy man. Did you reorganize your living room? What is going on? No. No, it's the you, same. You look like you're facing... You're in the on the opposite side of the wall. No. The door. No. I'm confused. <laughs> no, I haven't really. Haven't it might be. A, it might. Isn't it a mirror image though? Because we're looking at looking at it from a. Yeah. Usually yeah. when you take the front-facing phone or the, yeah, front-facing phone, it kind of reverses the image. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Then I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> well, judging you from where you're sitting. Uh, what are you doing? Asshole. I, I'm changing things around. The temporal mechanics. It's bothering me. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Time and relative dimension in space, my son. Right above that, your brother with that, uh... How does it... <laughs> asking David Tennant, how is, uh... How do you get into character to be the doctor? I don't understand the question. I am the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, alright, so moving on. Whether the upcoming movie is good or not... Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just make sure I don't sound in the middle of the bit. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> Whether the upcoming movie is good or not doesn't really matter. Which What matters is the extra exposure the Turtles have been getting lately. The Ninja Turtles. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Mutants in a half shell. Turtle power. They're the real. <laughs> <laughs> this will cause plenty of other forms of media to embrace the characters as they did in the past, namely comic books. 
uh, IDW has announced a new miniseries titled Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. And from the cover of the first issue, it looks like they're going pretty far back. <laughs> I got the cover on LazyEast.com. Um, they're riding a Triceratops. <laughs> and they don't look like it was planned. <laughs> oh, and there's I just noticed this. There are asteroids falling from the sky. So best time to go back, fellas. Absolutely. Um, yeah. The four-issue miniseries will be written by Paula Lore and drawn by Ross Campbell, with coloring being worked on by David Patterson, or Peterson, excuse me. Uh, the series will feature all four of the turtles as they adventure. I don't know why, but of course it would. Um, <laughs> as they adventure through different time periods, starting with the prehistoric age. Uh, while the title of this series is the same title used as its uh, TMNT video game, the two works have nothing to do with each other, just to clarify. Um, the synopsis for the first issue reads, quote, A brand new miniseries from Paul Lohr, Eric Burnham, and some of the best IDW TMNT artists ever. The turtles become unstuck, become unstuck in time, okay, and go spinning <laughs> into the past. Uh, first off, the prehistoric age, where they are far from the most dangerous reptiles around. Will the turtles be able to find their way home without damaging history? No time period is safe in this Epoch? Ep what? Epoch? Epoch, yeah. What? Epoch spanning epic. What the fuck does epoch mean? I might be looking like an idiot, but I don't care. <laughs> what is epoch? Mm, not sure. Have no, we both look like idiots. Fuck it. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Excuse us, we're this American. Is, this is our goddamn podcast. We yeah. don't have to know everything. Excuse us for being American. I don't know that word. Um, I would say epic. Just epic. Uh, in the epic. in the field of chronology and periodization, an epoch is an instant of time chosen the origin of a particular era. Oh jeez, we'll give that person who wrote the synopsis a fucking raise, right? <laughs> it's nice to see the turtles getting some special events in comics these days. While the main comic is currently running, I wouldn't mind seeing a few more along the lines of this miniseries for a quick read. Yeah, it looks like fun. Yeah, I mean, look how many comic books Spider-Man gets. <laughs> you know Too fucking many that's how many yeah, yeah superman and batman and all that you know you could give the turtles more than two <laughs> maybe turtles in space <laughs> i would i would actually read that yeah i probably would too <laughs> all right moving into technology news this should be fun especially for adam who used to be a windows uh phone user mm -hmm. um when adam spoke about his old windows phone on one of the many one of our many podcasts you could seriously hear the disdain in his voice about the windows mobile ecosystem <laughs> which was missing many of the popular apps that could be found on android or ios devices well it seems that windows phone 8 has received a true to life app from the official developer pinterest <laughs> snicker if you must i'll wait you done okay Pinterest, Pinterest's entry into the Windows Phone ecosystem is a step in the right direction. The debut of the popular virtual pin board came on Thursday on the Windows Phone App Store. Of course, it wouldn't be a Windows app if it was not not listed as beta, but, that <laughs> but what, is the, um, what is new for the company? Uh, it isn't a completely redesigned app either. It is the same grid layout that many of the and has many of the same features 
um, that the app for Android and iOS have. But one omission is the new guided search directory feature that did not come out on this app, which was recently rolled out on other platforms. This is actually makes a bit of sense since this is more of a basic function and if enough people download it, then they can enhance the app later on down the line. Windows Phone has been slowly growing in popularity, but it is one. Uh, but one of its major setbacks is its lack of main sys mainstream and popular apps that could be easily be found on Android and iOS devices. Microsoft has been adding Cortana, um, maybe adding Cortana to their devices, but it doesn't do much good if they can't get an Instagram or a real Facebook app. To me, it would be it would be like getting a Samsung Galaxy S5 and needing a landline to use it. It's who cares? Like, <laughs> like, oh, oh, look, Windows Windows Phone 8 has Pinterest. Cool. That you've now caught up. It's not. It, that's the problem. It's not impressive. Yeah. Like it's it's like okay, you have Pinterest. The other two have had Pinterest for over like since Pinterest came out. Yeah. You know, so who gives a shit? And also, who gives a shit about Pinterest? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Pinterest, Pinterest to me is like for for Yentas to look up fucking yarning classes. I don't care about that shit. Wow, Yentas, wow. Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> Do you use Pinterest? No, okay. I, I I did in the like I tried it out in the beginning because with the site every time something comes out I always try it but I never go back to it. I went to Pinterest and I searched one thing, I forget what it was, and it gave me a bunch of images of that one thing. Right? Mm -hmm. You know where else does that? Fucking Google Image search. <laughs> And the only thing it does is it adds a, a social aspect to it. When I'm looking at pictures of something, I don't need to be social. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't need some... people to, I don't need to. I don't need people to know what I, what I'm using as a stroke need... mag. <laughs> right. I don't need people to know that I'm I'm looking up trying to find twisted pictures of Jacqueline Glenn or something, <laughs> who just happened to be in front of me at the time, bending over. No, she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't do pictures like that. That's the point. Um. Nobody and that's the problem. And that's nobody problem. knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> Jacqueline Gannon is a woman who does YouTube videos and is a very outspoken atheist chick, and I think she's hilarious. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, just I don't know. I mean, you know what? There always there's always going to be a third, and I think that Windows Phone 8 does have a place in 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 the cell, overall cell phone ecosystem. And this isn't a, the start of a joke. Like, that's fine. They'll have third place. People will like them. You know, people who are, you know, hardcore Microsoft fans or whatever. Um, but they're just, they need to catch the fuck up. Yeah. And and not, it's not impressive. Yeah. Until they can start coming out, until they can get Facebook and Instagram and the new, and all those apps to come out. It's not gonna be. It's it's not gonna be a thriving. It's not gonna be a thriving social phone. Like people will probably use it for work. Like oh, a it's good for work. It's good for. It's got Exchange Server stuff built yeah. in. It's it's great for work. But you won't get the passive. It's like people. It it to me it just seems like people that would, that don't need it but they get the BlackBerry, and you're like, why are you getting a BlackBerry? Yeah. Just, you know. And there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with the design of Windows Phone. I never had a problem with that. The design is fine. A lot of people, oh, it doesn't have customization. Neither does Apple. Like, it's, it's, yeah, I know, a right? lot of people don't need that. You know what I mean? So the design was perfectly fine. But with a lack of apps and a lack of anything ever changing, it's boring. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're constantly hearing, like, I would have my Windows phone, and I was fine with it for a, a while. But that's the thing. I was just fine with it. Um, 
and then constantly Apple gets this, Android gets that, Apple gets this, Android gets that, Windows, something might happen next year. <laughs> you know, like, what well, the fuck this, you know? So Windows updated their App Store. You still have the same amount of apps. Oh. Yeah, it's just now um, like a different color scheme or so, so fuck you, I don't care. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, you piece of shit. Moving right, moving right along. The title of this article is Alienware Planning Steam Machine That Doesn't Run Steam. <laughs> and now I will read this so you'll know why I read the title for the first time. The title of this article may seem a bit confusing, but it's accurate. Alienware Alpha is a new small form factored uh, form factored PC designed to sit under your television. The computer will ship with an Xbox 360 controller and be able to run all games at 1080p and 60 frames per second. That includes Diablo 3, by the way. Just, you know, just throwing that out there. Um, Alienware Alpha is also running Windows under the hood. Technically, it's not a Steam machine at all, since the Steam OS is missing from the device, but it's obviously riding the same hype train. Um, quote, it's absolutely Steam ready, says Alienware Global Marketing Director Brian De Zayas at E3. He goes on, it's not that we're bypassing Steam, it's critical. They have the majority of the of digital downloads. Alienware was one of the first companies to announce a Steam machine, but Valve, but Valve delayed in, until 2015, meaning Steam OS isn't ready for primetime quite yet. Not wanting to put their device on hold, Alienware decided to go ahead and launch with a few obvious tweaks to the software. Albeit being completely different software. Um, <laughs> Alienware says Steam is present on the machine and you can boot directly into it. So like the Windows version of Steam. Um, going into more quotes, it's Windows based, as I said. The customer, unless you want to, unless they want to, sorry, um, they will not need to interact with Windows 8.1. So they, so they don't need to go into Metro, they don't need to go into the desktop. They can go straight from boot, straight into a custom UI if they want want to, and even bypass the... There's a lot of commas and periods in this quote that don't make sense to me. So if I sound <laughs> exasperated while I read it, it's because my brain is like, what, what, aren't you supposed to pause, what? Um, <laughs> if they want to even bypass the custom UI after first boot, they can go straight into big picture mode. End of quote, thank God. You'll be able to navigate Windows 8.1 with the controller, uh, making the device very usable for pretty much anything your computer does. Adding in the Xbox 360's keyboard attachment would make it far more useful, however, um, but we can't have everything. And it's Xbox 360 control, I mean, if you have one of those kicking around, I don't know if they sell them still, but I have one. The uh, You have one of those, Steve? They, they plug into the bottom of the 360 controller, and it's a full QWERTY keyboard. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. But those are fucking awesome. Like, yeah. especially with Internet Explorer, when I used it those two times on the 360. <laughs> that was so funny. I was like, I'm gonna use Internet Explorer. This is cool. And then I realized my computer's in the other room. I put yeah. the controller down. Um, <laughs> but this is cool. Um, I think it. It's also. I think it was smart of Alienware. They had this device ready to go, and then Valve was like, eh, because Valve does that. Valve's like Blizzard. Like they just, it'll be ready when it's ready, you know. But yeah. you know, Alienware needs to make money. Right. You know, so they're like, fuck it, we'll... We're not going to let this sit on the shelf. For... Yeah, we'll just release it with, and, and say it's Steam ready. You know, yeah. you want to install Steam on it, go ahead. Yeah. So basically, we've got a uh, nice computer that fits under your TV. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, that's always funny when somebody decides, oh, yeah, even though we have... And then they wonder why there's no third-party partners. Yeah. You know? It's like, huh, stupid. All right, well... 
Many times people, companies, or someone does something that's straight up bitch. This is a section of the podcast called This Week's This Bitch. 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 Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Defender of the universe. Uh, now, I'm not going to read this article, but I'm sure a lot of you gamers have probably heard this little commotion that Ubisoft started. Um, and it was in... It was... Uh, it was. It came out out of E3, and it was basically called, talked about because of the Assassin's Creed series. That for some reason, you know, you are not you. Uh, assa- uh, the Assassin's Creed series will not allow you to play as a female character because it would have doubled the work for the game's developer Ubisoft. Um, speaking to video gamer, uh, Ubisoft technical director James Theron said female assassins were on the company's feature list until not too long ago, but were cut as a matter of focus and production. A female character means that you have to redo a lot of animation, Theron said, which is true, uh, defending the uh, exclusion, saying that it was not a question of philosophy or choice. Uh, Ubisoft Bruno, Ubisoft's Bruno St. Andre estimated that a, a female assassin would have necessitated more than 8,000 new animation cr- car- uh, recreates and a new skeletal structure, but, uh, but said that playable female characters were dear to the production system. Now, uh, a while back on uh, Rockstar's, uh, Rockstar Games' Dan Hauser had justified the fact that none of the Grand Theft Auto V uh, three protagonists were women, and last year said that the concept of being a masculine was so key to this story. While Chris Perer and the art directors of Game uh, Gears of War developer Epic Games suggested at the similar time that games with female lead characters would be tough to justify on the basis of sales figures. Largely, video game companies are wary, are wary of alienating its audience to think that it's as largely male. Gene Max Morris. Of uh, the creative director of Remember Me, a game of a female protagonist, said that it received feedback from potential publishers who said games with female leads do not sell. Um, my big thing with this, and uh, Adam and I kind of talked about it for a second, and, and we both agree that yeah, it does require them to actually create a new character, you know, but yeah, it's just so difficult for them. Yeah, but I mean. To say that, oh, nobody likes female Tomb Raider. Uh, uh, what's a uh, Mirror's Edge? Yeah, you know, I Metroid. Mean, Metroid, yeah, exactly. Metroid. Uh, you have games that have female characters. I think it's not necessarily the fact that you female games are tough to sell. It's because they make the female games weirder to play. Like they don't, they can't follow the same dynamic. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, fuck, they did, uh, what was it, that um, uh, PS Vita game, Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation, and the female assassin, um, Aveline, they put, you know, why, what's the problem with that? You can't recycle that? That skeletal structure? I mean, like, yeah, and, and Steve and I were both talking, yes. It's not just the skeletal structure, it's the walk, it's the way they, all the mannerisms are different. I mean, let's be honest, I'm sure... 
some of us Unless here... she's a little butchy, we don't know. <laughs> I'm sure some of us here have interacted with women before, um, <laughs> and they are a little bit different than men. Uh, so, yeah, but, you know, on a side note, if I was an animation creator for a video game, there's one thing I wouldn't mind spending some extra time on, is drawing the female form. I would sign right the fuck up. I got it. Don't worry about it. I will take care of it. <laughs> you know, I, I think this is just um, just Ubisoft copping out. I, I really yeah. do. Because look, they they'll, they'll, they said in a, I think in another interview too. Hey, you know, we made you know Aveline, whatever. Yeah, you did, and it was on like kind of a secondary game. Right. You know, I, I think that I think women are more suited to be assassins than men. Sneaky bastards. Yeah. Let's be honest, not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the the fact of the matter is is that when you're getting into games, I mean, so what if a male if men are dominating? And even though let's let's adjust those figures because there's a lot of girls that play video games nowadays, you know, that would play these games. And you're telling me that you know they couldn't sell. I mean, some people were saying like, oh, Laura Croft in a game of do male dominated w modern warfare kind of games, is, is it going to be successful? They're making a sequel to it. Obviously, it was successful enough. But honestly, who cares? Like, I'll, I'll play a game if, as a female lead. I, I think if the mechanics are right and the story is if right. If the game is good. Yeah. You know. And one thing I really... And you know what? I'm, you know, fucking Tomb Raider. I, we got to keep bringing it up. This is the most recent. Um, I think the thing... I One of the things I loved about that game was how they portrayed a female lead in the game. Because it wasn't... And hey, she was cute. I mean, let's be honest. But, I mean, it wasn't about that. It yeah. was a well-fleshed-out story. The character was perfectly done. And it was, And the thing is, is I think that people get this misconception that they have to, you know, portray the female as weaker, that they can't do anything. Laura Croft had to learn these skills. And she went through, and it wasn't easy for her, but she did the fucking job. Yeah. And I think that's what makes a character interesting is when you have a character. Is you know they there's so many games where the guy comes and he's a badass. He goes out there and does his shit. Already or knows it, what he's doing. You know. Yeah. You know, and it's just like going, yeah. Duke Nukem. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? There's a place for games like that too. Yeah. And and, and I do I do. Or Batman. You know, yeah, of course. I do agree. That they're like with the GTA 5 thing. I agree that there are storylines that just randomly putting a woman in wouldn't make sense. Right. Women go about things differently. It doesn't mean that they're not strong. It doesn't mean that they can't hold their own in a fight. It's a, they just do it differently. And if you look at GTA 5, that story does it. It's a, three men being morons. Right. Really, like it. it one of them's going through a midlife crisis, and yeah. and you know, and this one's it's. If the GTA 5 storyline is men all at different ages going through different shit that men go through, it's yeah. a men, it's a male story. Well, yeah. You know, it's you the GTA, can't just the, the GTA franchise itself is heavily male dominated. Yeah, so. and but it's male dominated not because they're being sexist. It's male dominated because that's how the story is set up. Yeah. You know, and it, it's a lot of times people cry sexism or they cry racism or they cry whatever because we're in a society now that you you. It's so quick to jump to that. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't make sense. If they're going to... Let's take race into it. It'd be just like this. Let's make a video game. Steve and I are going to make a video game. Okay. It's going to be in... Um, let's see. Hmm. Where's it? Where, what's a... 
we we want a, uh, a ghetto neighborhood that is predominantly black. Okay. You're in L.A. Pick one. <laughs> uh, anywhere downtown. South Central, right? South Central, yeah. Okay, so South, South Central, Compton. Okay. It's a predominantly black neighborhood. Okay, that's whatever. It's just the way it worked out. Right. <laughs> Let's make a game in Compton with nothing but white people. Yeah, they would make no fucking sense. You, you're just you're just being an asshole now. And then they would scream for a different thing. Oh, black people can't be in a game about Compton, right? You know, cause there's always going to be someone that's going to say stupid shit. I mean, to me, it just comes down to Ubisoft just base blatantly admitting that they're just being lazy. Yeah, they just don't want to do the work. They, just, they don't want to do the shit. They just like, no, we don't want to. We don't want to do this anymore. Especially, isn't Ubisoft in France? Yeah. Out of all the countries who would want to draw the female form. I mean, that's all they talk about. It was a, it was a Victoria's Secret model. This was back, I think, in the late 90s. Her name was Letitia Casta. So there's very few things I remember, but I remember important things. Uh, she's gorgeous. 100% French. Gorgeous woman. And she. this is how much the French put importance to her. They put her on their money. Wow. Victoria secret model. That's all she did. She Damn. wasn't like some dignitary that became a mom. Just put her on her money. This is this is the this is the country Ubisoft is coming from. They don't want to draw a female. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I think something devious is going on in the background. <laughs> yeah, they make her too hot and all they do would be spank off to it. Oh jeez. <laughs> Alright, if you'd like to recommend a This Bitch for the podcast, please recommend it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash thelazygeeks, or mention it to us on Twitter, at thelazygeeks, one word, using the hashtag thisbitch. And you can even email it to us at the website at thelazygeeks.com. Uh, we have a couple of quick site comments this week, just two. Uh, Manny, in week two, uh, for the... I put up a list from E3 of three of the trailers that I was excited for, and one of them was Uncharted 4. And he had uh, commented, uh, while just a tra tra teaser, Uncharted 4 is pretty exciting. And it is. I mean, Uncharted games have been pretty awesome, so it'd be it'd be cool to see it on the next-gen console, or the current-gen console. See? Yeah, Even but it would, be, it. it would be a lot better if it was a female lead. I'm just saying. <laughs> and then right. it would be a Tomb Raider game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and we have... Peter commenting on Guy Pierce's uh, comments on the Iron Man 3 twist, you know, the th twist ending with the Mandarin. Um, and uh, Guy Pierce thought it was brilliant. I liked it. You know, I, I liked the whole twist that they did with the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. And uh, Peter commented that he liked it too, but not a lot of people did. I thought it was funny. I thought it was pretty odd. I mean, if I, Kingsley, if, it was just perfect. If I, if I laugh, it's a good idea. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Even yeah. if it was stupid, as long as I enjoyed it in some way. My favorite part of that movie was when all the suits came out. Like, any 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 ill ill thing that the Mandarin twisted to, to comic book fans should have been erased when all yeah. those fucking suits came out. Oh, I know. Because that was such fucking fan service, man. Oh, I know. It was the, sick. The fanboy. I mean, oh, the uh, what was it? The house party protocol that they called it? It was yeah. like, yeah. I mean, you saw the Hulkbuster suit and all that. I was like, oh, oh they dude. were all there. Well, not all of them, but most right. of the big hitters were there. Yeah. It was, it was, and it was such a good scene, too. Oh, yeah. It was all over the screen. It was just, ah. Oh. <laughs> I, I got up in the theater, and I just went in front of the screen and just started jerking off. Yeah. 
Hi to everybody. And yeah. they didn't kick me out. They just clapped. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they they understood. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So uh, this brings us to looks like it brings us to the end of another Lazy Geeks podcast. Uh, be sure to rate us on iTunes or the website lazygeeks.com or any or any location that you get the podcast from. We're on Stitcher. Uh, so be sure to check us out there, the Lazy Geeks. Uh, like I said, iTunes, the website, Libsyn. If you're on there, you get it. Be sure to comment anywhere you get the site. Let us know how we're doing, and uh, you know all of that would be cool. So that's it for another edition of the Lazy Geeks podcast, podcast number 150. Good milestone there. Mm-hmm. And uh, remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. So until next time, a peace out. Oh.